0: Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3 Today's show will feature interviews with Detroit Lions wide receiver Golden Tate and former Green Beret and Seattle Seahawk Nate Boyer. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, here's Roman
1: Gabriel III. One of my uh, favorite receivers in the NFL, Golden Tate, former Notre Damer, Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions. How are you, my friend?
2: I'm great. Happy to be out here, uh, indoors, of course.
1: Okay, let me just say this because I know everybody on TV right now is saying, what's golden doing i like hershey's and if you're gonna wear hershey's you're looking you're wearing it pretty well
2: yeah oh, thank you I'm, I'm a candy freak um it's it's, it's probably an addiction um uh, so the fact i was able to partner up so when with hershey's, hershey's came to
1: you you were you were oh, happy to jumped all over i was i was happy have they sent uh, the boxes of hershey's to your house yet
2: they have they have <laughs> and I, i'm digging through them rather quickly but um with nuts or just plain chocolate Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing the the cookies and cream, the oh, milk chocolate, man. and now what I'm representing today is the gold bar. Um, and and with the Winter Olympics coming up, I think it's super cool that they partnered with Golden Tate, the gold bar uh, for the for the Winter Olympics. And how it ties in is that every single time America wins a gold medal, they will be putting out a promotional code to receive a free. Gold bar, full-size gold bar, not the ones that you get on Halloween that are little and you can, you know, shoes and they're done. This is a full one. Okay, wow. so I'm super excited to be a part of it, and I expect America to bring home gold a bunch. Golden Domer helps too, right? I mean, you got gold going everywhere here. We'll tie that in as well, of course.
1: Well, Golden, you, you've you got a Super Bowl ring with the Seattle Seahawks. This year you guys had an off awfully good football season, I fell short uh but you seem like you've got the ingredients to 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 move forward next year and to, to get where you want to go
2: right absolutely i think uh we have a great 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 foundation and i, I feel like every year we're just we're right there and, and we truly are right there but that's that's kind of the problem we need to get over that hump and we need to play a little bit better you know over the last 20 years we've gotten we've obviously gotten better we had nine win seasons each of the years i've been there but it's not it's time to win and i think what we're you know what we're bringing into our organization is definitely gonna help Um, you know Patricia is a guy who's been to a lot of championships and and has a championship mindset and so we're expecting him to come in and and help us get to where we need to go
1: tell me about your coach I know it's been tough losing your coach he's a heck of a man and a coach Uh, How how's that been you know um,
2: I I have so much respect for coach Caldwell um, how he handles himself uh, as a man as a Christian um, how he coaches his coaching style he's such a professional he talks to us like men, treats us like men, um, and, and and that's important. And sometimes you don't see that throughout the league. Um, and and when when he speaks, you know he's very soft spoken. But when he speaks, it's so powerful. Uh, I mean, the guy is one of the smartest humans I've know. I know. I mean, he reads like a 600 page book in two days. That's sweet. how you find that time in a day as a head coach. I do not understand, but. Um, You know, I hate to see him leave, but that's one thing you know is that Coach Caldwell is going to do well in whatever he does and wherever he goes. Golden Tate's with us,
1: former Golden Dover, Notre Dame, and uh, Seattle Seahawks world champion, Detroit Lion. Golden, you've been in the league long enough now. Were the expectations that you had coming in uh, today uh, similar, or or has it been different for you in terms of where you are today as opposed to when you came in the league?
2: Yeah, I I would definitely say I've grown um, a lot since I've entered the league, and, and as, as as I should, um, you know, I, my perspective of the game has, has kind of changed. Um, you know, I, I remember coming into the the league as a rookie and just thinking how oh, I want to play. I want to play football for forever, and it's kind of for some of the wrong reasons. Uh, you know, just all the perks that come with it are, are right. amazing. But now, now it's it's truly a responsibility to show up and, and put the best product. I possibly can on film week in and week out and be an example for the younger guys throughout my team and in the league and and I take a lot of pride in that and and, and putting good film out there and being reliable being durable obviously as you get older people wonder you know is he losing a step or you know is he not as durable and and I'm trying to prove that every single time I step on the field that I'm still tough I am tough I'm going to be tough for for a long time Uh, I'm still going to produce and make plays
1: who was the who was the guy when you came into the league that, that you feel like was a person who kind of set you straight in terms of how you play the game and live the game and be the person off the field that you need to be uh,
2: you know I, I honestly i would say i had a great foundation just in my family um so character i've already i think i've always had yeah high character um, and that's something that was ingrained in, in, in me with my family uh but uh on the football field i would say uh, Kippy Brown was my was my wide yeah. receiver coach uh, in Seattle, and he did not take any crap. He would set me straight regularly, and and yeah. it was you know it hurt hurt my feelings sometimes as a young guy, but I needed it, and it helped me to you know get to where I am now as a champion, as a leader in this league, uh, and as a reliable guy.
1: The other guy I was going to ask you about, who's interesting to me, not just as a college coach, but your coach at Seattle, and Pete Carroll. Uh, I talked to so many players that played for Pete. Who really appreciate the atmosphere uh, that he runs in his organization? Tell me about Pete and about uh, his impact on you. You know,
2: Pete. Pete to me was like a, a 60 year old kid in in a very good way. And what I mean by that is that every single day he was out, he was outside tossing the football with his receiver gloves on, you know, trying to catch the ball behind his back, over <laughs> his head, one hand, left hand, right hand. We even had a, a basketball hoop in in inside of our uh, indoor where he would. From the field in the middle of a walkthrough, he would be trying to throw the football inside of the hoop, and some days he would hit two or three of them within 30 minutes, and he'll be a 40 minutes 40 yards away. But um, one thing you gotta admire about Pete, every single thing you do, it, he turns it into a competition. Everything's competition, yeah. and walkthroughs and practice, even when you're doing your day to day tasks, he, he's competitive, and, and that's one thing I love because I'm a competitor. And I I truly believe you're either competing or you're not. There's no in-between, and that's one thing I appreciated. So I I really enjoy playing for Pete. Uh, I love his enthusiasm, uh, his messages, and so, yeah.
1: As much football as you've played and as many coaches that that you've had the opportunity to play for, of course, there are great coaches that have different personalities. But what what is it about um, Pete's way of doing things? Was it different than anything else you had ever seen? Well, for,
2: for me, I was drafted by Seattle, and, and all I knew was was, was Pete Carroll uh-huh. my first four years. So I, I kind of assumed everyone was like not that. Likely. Obviously, they're not. Now, being in Detroit and seeing a couple of different coaches. Um, but, what, you know, what, the energy he brings is special. It's, it's definitely special and something, that, something I think most guys react to uh, fairly well. Um, I think him and, and John Schneider work well, very well together, uh, along with, you know, Paul. Um, but it's, it's it's a lot different when you get to Coach Caldwell. Co- Coach Caldwell's kind of calm, cool, yeah. and collected. Not you know not gonna see too much emotion. Uh, pa- a powerful speaker, gonna get his message across. Uh, very um, you know military like. Reads a lot of books and just different. Um, but the core values of of coaching they both have similar. The, football is, is the concept of football is very very simple. Every it's all about the ball. Everything you do is all about the ball. On defense, what's your goal? To get the ball, not to break up, not to tackle. It's to get the ball. On offense, it's all about the ball, to hang on to the ball, to score with the ball. And so that those are two core beliefs they both have, and, and, uh, and uh, along with being efficient on third down and playing fundamentally sound and, and things like that.
1: Golden Tate is here with his final moments, Notre Dame and uh, Detroit Lions, and here for Hershey's. And people want to get involved with the Hershey's program. What do they need to do?
2: Yeah, so right now it's it's, it's very easy. Um, I, I, I'm sure a lot of us are going to be watching the Olympics, uh, Winter Olympics, in Korea, if the time matches up, of course. And we're going to be supporting uh, America the best we can. And, and just um, I would I would tune in to Hershey's, and whenever we win gold, um, be on the lookout for a cold to get to receive your free um, Hershey gold bar. Um, I think it's a cool partnership they have going, and it's so it's very appropriate. So um, I'm excited to be a part of it and uh, it should be fun.
1: Final question. Uh, obviously, when you play as long as you played, you said the opportunities and the perks of being an NFL player is important. Um, Golden, what's your passion? What, you, what do you like to do when you're not playing football in terms of giving back and in terms of your platform?
2: Um, well, um, my wife and I started a um, our, our foundation, foundation, which is called the Golden Future Foundation, and uh, what we do is we support and aid um, our military any way we possibly can, and wow. that's you know my um, men and women that are making the transition from overseas uh, over into the job uh, world, or you know even working with TAPS, uh, M- uh, IAVA, uh, Wounded Warriors, whoever it may be. We just try to we try to uh, earn as much money as we possibly can to give it all away. Yeah. Um, and we've done some really really cool things yeah. to our, our foundation. One of which uh, partnered with Retani several times to help, um, which is one of the biggest diamond companies in the world. We've helped um, some veterans get engaged, um, You know, uh, and the one that sticks out to me is uh, this one gentleman, um, his father had cancer and he was dying, and so he spent all of his money. He came back from overseas, his father's dying, he spent all of his money trying to save his father. Um, and we we found out about that. And we had a girlfriend that he was he wanted to get engaged to, but couldn't get a diamond because he spent all his money trying to save his father. So, uh, tiny donated an engagement ring. We were able to surprise them with our suite, our personal suite of the game. He was able to get engaged. My wife had hung up pictures all over our suite of, her, of his father, wow. so he could be there. He had passed away, so he could be there because it was our, his dream to see him get married. And it was such a special moment. It's something I'll always remember and appreciate. That's awesome. um, the 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 picture, the fo- football is great, and it's ama- it's amazing. But the the best part about football is the platform that we have to affect others in a positive way, um, and that's one thing that my foundation do uh, does. And and you know, being a domer and and going to Catholic school is kind of ingrained in me. So I just want to do my part. Um, aside from playing football, and it's something I have a passion for. And we also love pets.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Golden Dreams is, a, you know, that obviously your name is, is is very interesting for what you're doing. Uh, what would you tell kids today, Golden, that like when you were a kid, that have dreams of doing big things of what, what they have to do to, to reach their dreams and goals?
2: I, I would say um, just in the world we live in right now, we don't bring people up enough. Um, and, and, and via social media and, and people behind keyboards, we're so easy to bring people down. But I, I would say, instead of jumping to conclusion and judging people, how about we all try to bring each other up for one, and, and just try to understand um, where someone else is coming from. Try to understand what the, what's going through their mind instead of judging and, and criticizing them negative in a negative way. And also, just for young people who are you know trying to figure out what they want to be in life. Whatever you decide, just go for it. Don't listen to the outside people who say you can't do it. Grind for it. And I'm not saying it's gonna be easy. It's gonna be a piece of cake. You're gonna have a bunch of challenges. You're gonna have, you're gonna fail a bunch, but you gotta keep going. You gotta keep, keep chugging along and, and trusting in God's plan. It's gonna work out. I promise you. You're gonna have hardships, but you gotta just keep, keep chugging because God's building you up for a reason. He's putting you through these things for a reason, and it, it, there is a light at the tunnel. So just do that. Thanks, Golden.
0: You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with former Green Beret and Seattle Seahawk Nate Boyer. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, once again, here's
1: Roman Gabriel III. Nate Boyer back with us. Super Bowl, Nate. I've been, I've been following your social network stuff, man. You've been, you've been doing it all. You've been, you've been stepping in, man. Stepping into the breach. I like it.
3: <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Trying to, trying to bring this country together a little bit, you know. I
1: loved, I loved your message, man. We got, we, you know, it's time everybody stop messing around and talk, you know. Exactly. And hey, listen.
3: So you, hey, listen. Oh, yeah, that too.
1: <laughs> are, yeah. are you uh, working on that still?
3: I am uh, quite a bit, you know. And I mean, some of the stuff that I'm doing is more in the nonprofit world. That's, you know, I mean, for instance, we're bringing uh, former professional athletes and combat veterans together uh, and helping them find purpose once the uniform comes off. through, and the, through You M- told me about that last year with the yeah, website. MVP, uh, vetsandplayers.org.
1: Vetsandplayers.org, yes, a, a way to encourage and give hope to some people exactly. who need that camaraderie, who need to be back in a purposeful, hopeful life, correct?
3: exactly so tell us some of the some of the things that you're doing with that well you know every week at at, at unbreakable performance center in los angeles which is jay glazer's gym and then at extreme couture which is randy couture's gym in las vegas we're bringing uh we're bringing these guys into the gym we train together you know we fight together do some mma kind of get vulnerable and then we'll sit around on the wrestling mats and we'll talk about stuff we'll open up about stuff going on in our lives good stuff bad stuff tough stuff Um, And we kind of help each other through it. It's like peer-to-peer counseling. And then also, you know, we've started doing these service projects, sort of deployments, essentially, uh, similar to like what Team Rubicon does. During uh, Hurricane Harvey, we sent 12 of our vets down and and athletes, and they were out on boats fishing people out, um, you know, during the hurricane. and for them to be able to serve again and, and kind of contribute to something like that is huge. You know, they love they love being a part of that.
1: You know, Nate, as a war veteran, uh, you know, a lot of people obviously, if you've never been through that before, it's tough to understand. Just like somebody who's had cancer and you you know never been through that before, uh, why is it so hard for guys and gals when they come back to, as you said, open up and to tell people what's going on inside?
3: Well, when when you're serving. You know, you're you're kind of taught to suck it up and drive on. That's something yeah. we always say in the military, and especially when you're on deployment and you got to be switched on at all times. and You got back to back missions; you can't get emotional. You can't get your emotions, uh, you know, get the best. It's similar in sports. You know what I mean? You got right. to keep that level head. Um, it's obviously a, a very different. The stakes are very different than right. in sports, but you but you get that. You know right. what I mean? You know that in those times you have to be able to control it and. Leads to suppressing stuff sometimes, and then we forget how to talk about it, you know. And, and we feel like maybe it's taboo to talk about because because right. you know it's it's not manly or something like that. And it's just not true, you know. It's actually more manly. It's more uh, courageous uh, to open up and to be vulnerable and just let people know, you know, where you where you're genuinely at.
1: You got to experience both sides of that, you know, the life and death side of competition. And the uh, the football side of uh, you know of being able to compete without right. having that, uh, but you like you said you know that there there are similar things that go on in, the, in that process. So you played for uh, a guy in Pete Carroll that's all about competition.
3: It is. It's exactly right. I mean, every before every team meeting, there's an offensive guy versus a defensive guy uh, in a shootout. They have a basketball hoop there in the in the team meeting room. You know, and that's like that's how you start the team meeting, and everything's like that, and he really fosters through that conversation or competition, you know, camaraderie with within the locker room, where you know you would know a lot of times in, in a lot of these NFL locker rooms, one of the tight ends and one of the linebackers may never talk, and they may play together for several years. Right, they don't even know each other, don't know anything about each other, and you know how are you going to go out on the field and you know fight for the man next to you, and you don't even care about him because you don't know him, and that's where uh, that's where that competition um that's why that competition comes in and why it's so important because he's he's fostering those relationships and genuinely caring about one another
1: and there's unity that comes from that
3: yeah uh they want to win every drill and when you're doing that stuff you don't need to punish guys with wind sprints at the end because they've spent all practice punishing themselves (laughs) trying to beat the other guy you know so they're getting that work in and
1: what was the most surprising thing to you physically about the NFL when you had your opportunity?
3: I mean, yeah, just the sheer size of the of the of the people. I mean, at Texas, you know, there's great athletes and they're very and they they're big. There's some big boys too, but at NFL level, everybody's a great athlete and everybody's a big boy. And uh, yeah, the, I didn't think the speed of the game was crazy different versus. Playing at Texas versus the Seahawks, but the size of the individual and just the the, the power. Just another level. Yeah, this, the athlete is. It's my locker was near Jimmy Graham's. You know my, what I mean? My, uh, and I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, I can't imagine playing linebacker or DB and having to cover that person and trying to. My favorite picture you know,
1: play defense. of you is uh, coming out of the tunnel with the American flag at Texas. Right. Uh, it's just it's just an iconic shot. What was that feeling like? When you well, first of all, when you when you got a packed stadium at UT, you're playing the game you love. You have served your country. Uh, tell me tell me about what it means to take that flag and run out on that field.
3: It's 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 very special to me, and, and uh, you know I got to do it in every game I played in, and I loved that, and and I always felt like I was kind of carrying the legacy of you know of the veteran community. And those that pay the ultimate sacrifice those that were overseas fighting right there in that moment because i remember being overseas and watching football and it was a great escape for me you know and for my brothers in arms to to be able to do that when we had some free time and uh yeah it was really it was really special to be able to do that and kind of take take my mind off the the nerves of the game and just you know understanding that at the end of the day it is just football there's things that are much bigger going on and and football is great don't get me wrong i love it. it's a huge part of the fabric of our culture and our nation but uh but just remembering why we get to do things like that why we get to play games like that okay so we uh, talked because about of people that are the beginning
1: today about trying to get people together if you could get them together uh nate what what, what would be the conversation you want to see about are people the, with
3: like opposing views yeah, the for president
1: the, the colin kaepernick right. roger goodell whoever
3: yeah i mean i'd love to have a a big round table and have all these people sit down and just look each other in the eye and talk because a lot of the i think a lot of the uh, the hateful stuff that is spewed throughout social media and and all these other places uh they don't happen when you sit down with someone uh you know and 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 start to understand that they're just a human being too and at the end of the day we kind of all want the same things for the most part we want what's best for our family you know we want to feel secure and safe and comfortable and all right we don't
1: talk about that do we 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 focus and of course social networking is perfect for zoning in on the differences right but we don't talk a lot about what we have in common
3: yeah we have a lot in common you know and 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 i think when you don't engage with someone face to face uh you you forget that a lot of times you know you don't really think of them as uh, as just other people you know because that's all they really are uh but you know the more i've done that myself i've I'm just as bad as anybody about judging people, and making yeah. those pre, you know I can't Pre-judging help it. And then I meet somebody and actually have a conversation with them and somebody that I thought was, you know, a bad guy for whatever reason or you know, oh he's he's, you know, he's selfish or he's arrogant or this mm-hmm. and that just cuz of my perception. And then I talk to the person and, and I walk away from it and I feel like a jerk because I'm like, you know what? That guy was I right. was a nice guy. That was a good person, you know, and that's just because I, I had these assumptions. You know, a good example of that is when I went to the Seahawks. You know, sometimes the media paints these guys in a certain way, and sometimes it's a little bit of their persona, too, and it's kind of a character they're playing, right? And then you get around them in the locker room, and they're not at all what you expected. You know, they're great teammates. They really care about you. They're excited to play you know, with you, and uh, and I was like, man, you know, what kind of person am I that I'm, I'm watching what I see on TV, and I'm just assuming I know, some, I know everything about somebody.
1: Nate Boyer-Willis, military veteran, uh, University of Texas, CL, Seattle Seahawks. And now give me the website again about what we're doing for veterans and
3: athletes. Vetsandplayers.org. Vetsandplayers.org
1: yep. if you want to go there. MVP. Final question for you. Uh, I talk to a lot of kids on a regular basis. We do a drug and alcohol education program for junior highs and high schools. We talk about character, success. And these kids come to me. Uh, I'm in North Carolina, so you know the prevalence of military. Right. Fort Bragg, St. Right. Uh, Lejeune. Uh, and they raise their hand and say they want to go in the military. Uh, these are junior high and high school kids that want to serve their country. Right. Uh, what would you tell uh, those students that I always hear from about what you have to do to, to prepare to go into the military and how you, how you can be successful doing that?
3: Yeah, I mean, before you go in, first of all, there's so many different jobs in the military and amongst the, the various branches. So do your homework, talk to people um, that have done those things, you know, and, and and you can. that's the beauty of social media and stuff like that uh, and, and the way that our world is connecti- connectable these days is you can find those people, you know what I mean? You can reach out to them. So there is positives in that as well. But, you know, think about what you love to do and the type of stuff that excites you and interests you and study that and find out within the military, you know, where that fits in for you and then call those people, talk to them about what uh, what that job's actually like, what you're actually doing, because there's a lot of there's a lot of people that join the military, and they're excited about the idea of it, and they have this picture in their head of what it is, but they don't really know what they're getting into and what they're going to be doing. And then there's some disappointment with that because the, the expectations weren't reached, right? So you got to do your due diligence, uh-huh. and your homework, you know. And uh, I appreciate it when when people reach out to me, young people reach out to me and ask me about the special forces, and you know, and I'll tell them the truth. You know, I say. Uh, It's great. It's incredible. It's deprived me of so many opportunities. I loved it. But it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do, and you have to be prepared to give up a lot to make it to that level. you know. And you're going to have to work, and there's no guarantee that you'll even make it. So you just have to know that going in, and I think that's important with anybody thinking about the military.
1: You've experienced this. Tell our students adversity, why it's important to handle adversity well.
3: Yeah, I mean, obstacles are nothing more than opportunities to be great, first of all. So you should embrace them and appreciate them. Uh, because at the end of the day, your achievement, whatever that may be, if you didn't have anything to overcome to get there, it's not gonna feel as special, right? Uh, so So when you have that adversity, um, you know, really really understand that this is a moment where you have to make a choice, right? And you can choose to let the fear overwhelm you or to be courageous in the face of it. because uh, you know there's a great John Wayne quote, for instance, you know, And uh, John, Way- John Wayne said, um, courage is, isn't the absence of fear. It's it's being scared to death and saddling up anyway. You know. So understanding that, all right, to be courageous to overcome adversity, there has to be adversity. So I have to be, you know, maybe it's fearful about something, and that's okay to understand that and be with that, you know, and accept it. But then you get to make the choice to go tackle that objective anyway. You know, tackle that obstacle. And when you do that, when you try, even if you don't succeed, uh-huh. when you just try. You just, you know, you say the heck with it. It's uh, going for I'm, I'm going to go for it, uh, man. It feels good, you know, and and, and the journey is always so much more uh, fulfilling than the actual destination. That's truly uh, a fact, and, and and yeah. So with that adversity, understand this is an opportunity to do something incredible.
1: Nate, that's great words for uh, young people out there because that's the thing that they struggle with the most is, is seeing adversity as yeah. a, as negative instead of positive. So I
3: did too, you know, yeah. and, and you just gotta. You have that freedom and choice. That's a great thing about being American. You, you, you can chase you can do anything you want, you know, hey, you can chase all those dreams. So. Thanks
1: for coming in, man.
0: You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3 We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith family and sports.